That was a good show, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, listeners, you missed the real show, but we're still going to do one for you. (laughs) (laughs) We've been on. We've been on for four hours. (laughs) That's how. I mean, there's a four hour warm up to this show every week. Most people don't know that. We don't. That's why we don't broadcast. We have so little to talk about when we start recording. We've exhausted every possible conversation. Now, say we have a paid sponsor later in the show, but just because I still feel like we can use our our small platform to do some kind of good. If you go to m the letter m four b l dot org you can find cool causes to donate to if you're feeling like you want to help out black lives matter and just the state of the country and world so check that out m for bl i want to add to that actually uh something one of our listeners sent us um he you know really thought that this is a good opportunity for us to discuss these kinds of issues but he pointed me towards a really great conversation between conan o'brien and w kamel bell about essentially like as a white person how you need to set about learning things what you need to accept and it's it's a great conversation i really recommend it and of course if you haven't seen this week's episode of last week tonight with john oliver yeah. it's streaming in entirety on youtube i think it may not be available outside the u.s but i think it's available to for free to everybody in the u.s it's about the police it's really good you should definitely watch it I'm even going to give you one more suggestion, which was, it's actually, and it's not because he's a former Philadelphia Eagle, but it doesn't hurt that he is, but there's a, a former NFL athlete and Eagle named Emmanuel Acho, A-C-H-O, and he started a series uh, just a week ago that was called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man for mm-hmm. White Folks, and uh, the first one was really good, and I think he, as we're recording, he tweeted today, Tuesday, uh, that another one was coming soon, so probably around June 10th it'll be out there, so look for those, because the first one was fantastic, like 15 minutes during which I sat captivated, mm-hmm. really cool. Cool. Nice. That's our show. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm quiet because I'm writing these down. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We'll put them in the yeah, show notes. No, you're good. Also, a show called Taskmaster. <laughs> Taskmaster. <laughs> that is not going to be in the show notes. Still got it. <laughs> Now, weirdly, and this is an important announcement, I think, for all of our listeners, but the rebound is switching to ARM <laughs> processors. So I thought you should all know this is, that. Yeah, this is, this is our first. That's why we had to talk for four hours beforehand, because we had to, you know, mm, take us mm. that long to set it's up. It's ARM day. Set up our ARM, ARM day. processors. Yeah. I've been, I've been uh, pumping some iron, just getting ready mm. for ARM day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't skip mm-hmm. ARM day. It actually was <laughs> ARM day for me. Day. Can't do it. Can't do it. I had a couple listeners actually, this is just so dumb, but speaking of Arm Day, I had a couple listeners ask which apps I was using for the exercises I mentioned that I was doing. I use the official C25K app. That's what it's called. And then for the push-ups, I'm using just six weeks. And today was my first day failing my push-up duty mm-hmm. for the day. So I have to redo today on Thursday. But we'll get there. We'll get there. I had to get to 60 total push-ups. I did That's not. good. You, got, you can't get better without failing, Lex. That's how it works. That's right. Thank that God. <laughs> I failed my way to the top, days. <laughs> this show has failed its way to almost 300 episodes. <laughs> Remember when we were just a show about U2 albums showing up on your phone? <laughs> I, I miss those days. <laughs> I'll uh, never forget the day the Beatles showed up. That's right. Couldn't, couldn't possibly do it. Lex has a reminder every, every year on his calendar. So. <laughs> uh, November 11th, I think. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. So that that Bloomberg report from Mark Gurman certainly yep. seems to. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was couched in a little bit of plans could change. Yeah, right. There was that part about three quarters of the way through. But you're also not going to go to press with it unless it's reasonably like you, you feel like you have a good. Dan, I'd like to remind you uh, that Bloomberg is the yes, that published yes, the- <laughs> yes. 
Thank you, John Gruber's the great footnote. Hack is that what it was called? The big hack. Did you just call Moltz John Gruber's footnote? I did. <laughs> that's that's what's going to be on my gravestone. <laughs> on the whole, I'd rather be John Gruber's footnote in Philadelphia. Yeah. That said, yes, you're right. You're totally right. They were full of shit about that. Yeah. Um, that said, Mark Gurman. Yeah, seems I mean, like, I think I, you know, I think he knows. And plus, knows and plus this is not like something that we've never heard of about before, and seems utterly surprising. Right. Yeah, we we all we all figured this was going to happen. It was just a matter of when, and we'd already started, I think, to kind of peg this year's WWDC as a likely candidate for the announcement of the transition. At least there are some other stuff Probably in there because like, I'm not smart enough i had always thought about this as a change that they were doing for speed specifically because they could get faster processors and have the you know, full control but uh i think the german also wrote about it as a yeah power well, more both. power yeah. conservational yeah. too which i hadn't thought about yeah oh yeah power efficiency is a big potential win because i think intel's gains there have stopped accelerating somewhat <laughs> and like what's so funny what's so funny is reading about it. that that means your laptop can be even thinner <laughs> like yeah oh god <laughs> Just keep it the same size and increase the... And get all-day battery oh, life. I Seriously. want all-day battery life. Hit me up Stop with that. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, no I've said this needs, about phones, no, too. Yeah. I don't want a thinner phone. I want one that, like, doesn't have to charge for days at a time. And that's... I, how do you guys feel about the yeah. current state of Mac battery laptop life? Because this is what really got me excited well, about the arm change. Well, since I don't... Since well, currently I, don't I have leave, a MacBook well, Air yeah. that, that lasts for about an hour and a half. So pretty, pretty shitty. <laughs> Well, I don't leave the house, so my my MacBook Pro is perfectly fine. Like, I'm actually, as we record, uh, I have moved my office temporarily, my home office, to the basement, which is not an office at all, but a card table, because it's cold down there and it's hot in my office. But I'm back in the office right now to record with you both, and we're recording via a a videoless Zoom, and I'm doing this on battery power, because I know the laptop can handle this, but I bet by the end, it was starting at 100%, I'm going to be at like 40%. And it's an hour of doing a lot of things, but... And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe and what what year out. is your laptop again? Oh, uh, it's a MacBook Pro, and I'm not stalling for time as I go to about this Mac. It is from 2018. It is the MacBook Pro 15? You think it'll be down to 40 percent? Really? Okay. Because I I record I'm I record sure wrong, every I... week on my 2016, and I started at I don't know 85 at most, and I'm down to 79. Well, I, I mean, I, to be fair, know, I don't. I never have. I, I never get close to being that low. What Lex is not telling you is that in the background he has a bunch of tabs with flash sites open. <laughs> well, I thought on flash. He's it's playing great. games. He's constantly playing games while he talks to us. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I I'm excited about this because I would like a new laptop, and I was going to buy a MacBook Air, uh, and then it turned out, of course, I was not leaving my house anymore, as John said. So <laughs> I decided that's not necessary. Uh, although I did have a friend recently, uh, the other day, said like his he accidentally knocked his macbook off a off a table and it broke it and he's like the line the the wait times for repairs are insane right now and i was like look i've been thinking about buying a new computer so i'm considering buying a new computer and shipping him my old macbook it only runs on battery it power for like an hour and a half it's not the greatest machine but you know it's better than nothing and i would basically give it to him you should basically give it to me i don't need it but you should (laughs) you don't need more computers john Is there something else you That's need to stack? your opinion. But Dan, if you're doing this, can you also <laughs> just, just like buy me opinion, man. Uh, the new iPad Pro and send that to me? It feels like if you're going to send your yeah. other friend a laptop, just 
kind of fair. I, I'm going to send him a 2014 11-inch MacBook Air. <laughs> I'll send you the monetary equivalent of that. It's about $20. Yeah, they're not worth... Yeah, they're not worth... I was surprised to see how little it was worth, because Karen had that one before she got her MacBook Pro, and I went. I was thinking about taking it and selling it, and it was... It has a small it's dent in the corner, what? and they were like, oh, no. Like, uh, mm. So... And it was like 200 bucks or something. It wasn't. Yeah. And my, the, like I said, the battery of mine is shot. So I yeah. would be surprised to get anywhere yeah. near that much for it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It sounds like from the German piece that hardware is still a ways off. He said months. I mean, that could mean anything from September to next, you know, next spring or something like that. So they announced this and then they what? They have some sort of simulator. All right. So conspiracy theory time. This is the conspiracy theory that Jason okay. Snell has championed. Did you want which me to I open the is, door? Yeah, could you do that? Conspiracy <laughs> Corner? Thank you. All right, we are in Conspiracy, conspiracy Corner. Conspiracy Corner. <laughs> we, we, never, we never figured out why the corner has a door, but... No, it does. Uh, but the, the theory that Jason has, which I think this makes more likely, is that essentially they will allow you to, uh, or developers, the ability to install a build of macOS on essentially an iPad Pro. And that you use that as your dev kit. <laughs> and the reason I think that is not implausible is that if you look at the iPad, two most recent iPad Pros, which are to say the ones that have the USB-C ports and work with the Magic Keyboard, there's really no reason you could not do it other than Apple not letting right. you run macOS right. on that. Now, you might be able to install macOS on it and then not get it back to iOS. Who knows? <laughs> like that may be like you're sacrificing an iPad to the developer gods right. in order to run, you know, pre-release macOS beta software on Still. it. But they're not going to do like a janky dev kit thing, right? Like that seems extremely unlikely. But that's what they did in the past, right? They did janky dev kit things. Yeah, but that was 15 yeah. years ago. And like, you know, you're building an Intel beige box, yeah. basically. Like if they're building something on their own, they already have something that essentially fits the specs of that i'd be surprised yeah. i saw that theory and i thought it made sense and why do they why would they why do they really care you know why why would it why does it why would it bother them if people were able to run mac os on an ipad just the ability to hack stuff maybe i think that's probably it like can you get into the can you find out stuff or get into stuff that you shouldn't be able to right. people do that anyway so why the hell yeah, why the hell no. bother i i feel like the the harsh ram limitations of the ipad pro compared to Macs, yeah, compared to modern Macs, would make this challenging. Right. Um, I suspect that they'll just be able to create a, a Mac OS emulator that lets you simulate it. And so it'll be slower than reality because it's emulating a thing yeah. to be whatever. But I don't know. Uh, either way, I can't imagine the transition's too painful. That would be my certainly my first inclination to think that they would, of what they would you think, do. You think they would have a, a, a ARM... How how do you envision that working? You think there's a simulator on iOS, or you think that there's a simulator on the Mac that's like emulating on the Mac? There's a simulate. There's an Xcode Xcode simulator that um, virtualizes the ARM environment. I, I'll give you that that may be plausible, but I would be. I mean, because that's already there, right? Because it, it already has to run for for developing iOS and right. For, it literally yeah. does it for iOS, right. right? It makes a fake iOS device that sure. runs on ARM. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think that's impossible. I think that might be part of the solution, but I would also be surprised if there wasn't some sort of hardware solution just because I think the simulator, as, as people will tell you on the simulator side, like it, it certainly is easier than when you were trying to simulate touch stuff right on the Mac. And it's like, well, this is never going to be quite right because the Mac is not a touch interface. But 
I still think there might be a, a hardware component and whether that's the iPad Pro or some sort of dev kit, yeah. I don't know. I, I I think that there's I think there's a shoe to drop yet can, there. Can I can I tell a tangential story? I can't remember if I told this on this on this show or not um, about Xcode and Hank. If you told the story before, there will be a punishment that we will define after. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to risk it. Um I you know <laughs> that that MacBook Air that I was talking about, that 2014 that was Karen's, um, you know, since he's been at home, has been his computer for doing schoolwork. And he was also getting into some programming stuff. And so he wanted to have Xcode. And I was like, okay, sure, you can have Xcode. Well, you know, that's that's a great thing for you to learn. And that would be awesome if, you know, whatever you can learn by tinkering around on your own would be fantastic. And so what he, what he did was he figured out that if you run the simulator and you get into um, Safari on in the on you know in the simulated environment, none of the parental controls work <laughs> because the parental controls are in an entirely different environment, and so he was able to get to whatever websites do whatever he want to really from within the simulator. So I had to take Xcode off that. <laughs> I, you got played, man. I totally got played. On on that topic though of of kids and and whatever, um, I for the first time set up. Uh, a profile with my Eero for uh, the child safety options, where it basically just said, I didn't say they couldn't do anything. I didn't do any time limitations or anything else, but I just said that for my kids' devices, which I slowly identified, um, that it should block them from accessing terrible stuff. And Eero sends me a report. I also have Eero blocking a whole bunch of different display ads and whatever else. Um, and so each week it emails me a report. It's blocking like five or six things a week from my kids and i don't think that to me suggested that it's nothing that they're doing intentionally but stuff that's coming up that's yeah, it's like unintentional and yeah. i wish i could get a report that was what it is is like what is actually getting blocked and on whose device and so i have recommended Eero many times i know dan's got Eero now uh many of my local friends <laughs> during this pandemic when they're stuck at home they're like it's the situation where normally they'd call me to their house to fix their Wi-Fi, especially because people are using their Wi-Fi all day, every day now, and their kids are all using it. And so I've had a lot of friends, I think six, who reached out. I have a lot of friends, you guys, uh, who reached out to me uh-huh. Look at to this be guy. like, hey, my internet sucks, and what can I do? <laughs> and what I ended up doing was having them all get Eros. So I really like it, but I would like to see that app get a little bit yeah. better, because I appreciate that it can block this crap from my kids, and I don't know what it's blocking, or on whose device, and it should be able to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. well, and we talked about this at some point, Lex, I think when we were, it was a pre-show for not playing when we were recording, it was like, would it be great if Euro, the app could tell you, hey, which devices on my network are currently consuming the most bandwidth, and... Yes. Like that way I can turn it off or like look at that computer and figure out what's going on instead of just having my network slow to a crawl, which doesn't seem to happen that often. But yeah, I, I, I think that that app is good, but needs some more advanced features. A hundred percent agree. Anyway, there you go. I blame Maltz. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what's perfect already though? Me. It's me. Legacy Box. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Dan Morin and his friends at Legacy Box. Legacy Box is a super simple mail-in service that digitally preserves all your home movies and pictures on a thumb drive, DVD, or in the cloud. Father's Day is fast approaching, and if you haven't thought about what to buy yet, what better gift than digitizing your family memories with Legacy Box? Uh, both Dan and I have done the Legacy Box experience. I digitized so much stuff from summer camp, and my kids' summer camp, the same summer camp, got canceled. And now, instead of going there for this summer and sleeping there for three weeks, I could just subject them to digital versions of all the stuff I did when I was at camp. That's a kind thing to do, right? But it really is fantastic to be able to get that old stuff and be able to see it again, share it. I sent it to other old camp friends online and stuff. It was good. You can do it, too. Just pack and send your items, and the team will digitize everything by hand. 
They also use computers. And you'll get back perfectly preserved digital copies on thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. And they'll send you regular email updates throughout the process. Legacy Box has helped over 750,000 families digitally preserve their past. Get started preserving your family's legacy today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound to get an incredible 50% off your first order. Buy today to take advantage of this exclusive offer and send in your stuff whenever you're ready. It's great for you or someone you love, if you love anyone. <laughs> Go to LegacyBox.com slash rebound and save 50% while supplies last. That's LegacyBox.com slash rebound. Save 50% while supplies last. Our thanks to Legacy Box for their support of The Rebound and especially Dan Morin. Late breaking news as we record this. Uh, Mark Gurman's back. <laughs> Did he go somewhere? This is actually relevant to something we were just discussing. Uh, apparently next week, Apple's going to launch a trade-in program for Macs at retail stores. Uh, because they... So you can get rid of your dumb Intel I... Macs? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go. Tr- toss them out. Throw them. They're very aerodynamic. They fly very well. Anyways, thought you... A trade-in program for Macs. So okay. just like with your iPhone, right? Like yeah, you take yeah, your yeah. iPhone in, they give you they credit. T- to I mean, a new they iPhone. already t- paid you something, right? They, I think it was a third-party thing, and usually okay. I think they recycled your Macs, but I'm okay. not sure that they let you trade them in, at least at like as favorable a yeah. price as iPads and iPhones, and who knows exactly what this will be like. But this apparently, um, you could do it via the website, it sounds in, like but you couldn't do it in store. Mm. Granted, I don't know why you'd trade your Mac in, in a store right now, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, you do you, I guess. And, and why trade a Mac in at all? Yeah. Just keep it forever. Yeah, just send it to John. <laughs> send it to John. <laughs> That's what a basement is for, right? I don't have one of those, but... <laughs> did you uh, did you see this story about Microsoft? Um, so I guess last week... Which, oh, you know, the AI pe- thing. Yeah, people, you know, yeah. excused if you might have missed this, because I certainly did, uh, given what was going on. But they fired a whole bunch of their editors on MSN and uh, yeah. replaced also, them. Also, great week to fire a bunch yeah, of your news yeah, editors. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then the result is even more yeah, on point, even better. because <laughs> they replaced it with this, replaced, replaced them with this AI system in order to do news, <laughs> pick which news stories to run. And it also, like, I guess, went and found pictures for the news stories. And one of the things that it did was it found pictures for <laughs> mixed race, put, put up the wrong picture of mixed race um, performing artists um for a particular story i think it was like they were in the same group but it was the wrong person in that group um it, it was in it, yeah it was unable to discern yeah. incorrectly right, right. <laughs> and and so as if that's not bad enough given everything they told the remaining human editors <laughs> to watch for the guardian story about this screw up and delete it if the ai chose it because the ai would probably think that msn readers would be interested in reading it <laughs> <laughs> it's like we fired all your coworkers, and your job now is to uh, replace them with an ai and your job now is to cover up the ai see the robot <laughs> so hilarious first of all this is like a, a beautiful little poem <laughs> like just in and of itself mm-hmm. it's just so perfect but it does remind yeah. me not that long ago my wife and i uh watched a show which i had already watched uh, but she had never seen called better off ted i don't know if you're familiar with it but the workplace satire 
delightful. <laughs> uh, but there's a whole episode in which, kind of on point, they have s- installed new energy-saving like l- motion sensors, and it turns out they don't see black people, so eventually they hire white people to fi- follow around all the black people and trigger the <laughs> sensors for them. <laughs> it's kind of like that. <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Uh, except dumber. And you know, that that, that particular Better Off Ted thing is ripped from the headlines. Like, that's the, that there were really issues. Yeah. It okay. was, it's fairly common. So so this this ties in nicely, actually, with this story for, uh, about IBM. IBM, uh, s- yeah. Sending a letter to co- Congress saying, essentially, we're stopping development on facial recognition, and we really need to have a talk as a nation about whether law enforcement should be using facial recognition at all because it's horribly flawed. Yeah. Really, this story did not show up anywhere on MSN. Yes, that's right. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it turns out, I know this is a shocker to everyone, but it turns out that technology is created by people. (laughs) And people... I wonder if that that story is in the Washington Post. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Amazon Washington Post? Yeah, Amazon's still selling its uh, facial recognition. Amazon in fact, is super into the facial recognition stuff. Yeah, there there was something recently about how they were gonna they were surveying people who owned Ring cameras, asking how interested they were in like facial recognition features. And the problem is, I got that survey. Yeah, and the problem is that they also disclose information to law enforcement departments. So because all the stuff, yeah. all your Ring stuff is stored on Amazon cloud servers, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's. Gosh, you know, I feel like Bezos, if he gave a shit, really could do some good, but it yeah. just seems like he doesn't care. Yeah. Like, he stands up for weird things. Like, you know, I applauded him for that whole thing where they tried to blackmail him and yeah. he's just like, I'm just yeah. going to post my yeah. pictures. Great move. Just bring a little bit of that to like everybody else when it's not like about you, man. And I, and like, I think the Washington Post does yeah. really great reporting and I subscribe they to the do. Washington Post through Amazon because I by and large am wow, very... Wow, that is like the truest yeah. way to share love that's, with them. That is a molt, that's a mission for molts. Yeah, I know. I, I'm very <laughs> pleased with their reporting and I think it's I think it's much better than the New York Times, frankly. And um, it's certainly the editorial stuff the is way better than New the New York Times. But um, yeah, still not, not a great fan of many I will say, things that go on there. I think... I may have said this to you guys off mic, but I, I, it just so happens that uh, New York Times is a customer uh, of Art 19's, and we uh, host their very popular podcast, The Daily, and all their other shows. And there was uh, every meeting I ever have with the New York Times, um, I, I somehow drop in that they are the failing New York Times, and they love that. <laughs> that really, that joke kills with the New York Times. I'll bet. Wow. <laughs> So you guys know how this works. You're fake news. Uh, <laughs> I never say that. I never impugn their news. I just say that they're failing because uh-huh, that's sure. that's what the president told me. I don't yeah. know. Uh-huh. He's got to mm-hmm. be right. Mm-hmm. I hear you told that Tim Cook too. Failing Tim Apple. <laughs> yeah. Um, boy, oh boy. But no, I, I think that you're right. And I wish that Bezos would do more. I wish that he would step up and try to take some action. Like, honestly, and <laughs> not that we ever get political on this show, but... Um, in theory, your ring doorbell should warn you when it recognizes that it's a police officer at the door. Like that would be a more helpful thing than telling you who the people are who are coming. Jeez, almost um, anything would be more helpful. <laughs> Not doing it would be more helpful. Yeah. I have to be honest, my Ring doorbell has never been, and they're not the only ones that make one, and I think this would likely be true of any video doorbell. It has been more useful than ever during this time, because we're not answering the door for anybody. <laughs> and knowing that, oh, it was UPS, or oh, it's a food delivery or whatever, and being able to say through the thing, like, hey, just leave it there, has been helpful. Like, I've never appreciated it more than I have since mid-March. Um, but man, Amazon. There are um, HomeKit doorbells now. Yes, there are. We can store stuff locally, right? Like the home kit secure storage. 
Yeah, well, there have always been some that you could store things locally, but um, now there there are ones that will store it in iCloud, and you know, I'm pretty sure that that's a little bit better than storing it on an Amazon server. Apple certainly does not have a relationship with the police department, no. as far as I know. Yeah, well, they have, they have open lines of communication for Apple to say, "No, we're not going to help you break into that device." So they, yeah, got that's that. right. <laughs> They're constantly telling them, "No, you can't have it." Bad, bad law enforcement. No biscuit. It does. It does <laughs> bum me out. I mean, I love that Apple is telling them, "No, we're not going to do that." It does bum me out that there are, we hear about it because of the stories where somehow eventually the uh, FBI can break into these phones. Like that is concerning to me. Well, I mean, yeah. There's, there's yeah. obviously no system is perfect. There was just a thing this week, I think, about somebody who got so Apple does their bug bounty program, and somebody got a hundred thousand dollar bounty off them for breaking the sign in with Apple system. Um, because there was a yes. flaw in the server side validation. So, but that's like ideally it's a particularly bad one. Yeah, I mean, but ideally that's how the system works, right? Somebody finds it, Apple pays them, and they right. patch it before it right. gets into the wild. But yeah, right. it turns out that there's a, it's such a lucrative market for zero days that you know you can't completely secure you know the the phone stuff. So yeah, in theory, the FBI can't hack into it, but it just makes their posturing about you know we need we need ways to break into the encryption like that much stupider because the answer is right. you don't you clearly are doing it anyway yeah it's just harder and not that you know it's yeah. more expensive and guess what no one said your job should be easy <laughs> yeah yeah right it would be easier if we could just arrest everybody and sort it out later it's <laughs> basically what, doing. what if you were born arrested yeah. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> You guys, uh, the rumor mill also says that at long last, the uh, the, the long-rumored uh, Apple services subscription is coming to fruition soon. Oh, yeah, I saw that, There too. was a right. uh, counterpoint on that, too, I think I saw from... Um, you mean bundled, bundled yeah, subscriptions? Yeah, bundles, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Benjamin Mayo, who writes a 9to5Mac, did a piece, I think, on his own blog where he sort of, you know, looked at it more critically in terms of, like, which services are likely to get bundled. His point being, I think, stuff yes. like iCloud is, like, not going to be part of the bundle because you'll pay, you'll pay right. for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah all right depressing and but realistic right, it's for the stuff that you Boy, don't do buy. you pay for it but it's uh what i can't remember are i think molts you're still an apple arcade subscriber is that right oh my god i still am i forgot <laughs> <laughs> you heard you're it welcome. here first <laughs> I John. phil schiller's gonna send me a nasty email now i've got I've, I've gone into apple arcade slumber again i need to go check it out I was I was playing it, you know, when it first came out for a long time, and then and then I forgot about it, and then I remembered it again. And I was like, oh, I'll go check it out, and I played a whole bunch of games, and then I forgot about it again. So I I think that at the at the right price, which I can't define, and is I think not as low as it's going to be. It's probably at fifteen dollars, which is what they want to charge for these anyway. I would do a subscription that included Apple News Plus and Apple Arcade. And I don't know something else, but I don't think it's going to get that low. No, and I don't think so either. Well, because I mean, family music plans are fifteen, so right. And I have one of those, but I'm consistently annoyed by Apple News recently because one, I feel like the notifications aren't well managed because there's some like I can turn off notifications for specific publications, but I either want more apple news notifications or fewer apple news notifications but the number it's at is just wrong <laughs> because it's it's not enough news <laughs> um so if it's just going to be like rando then it should be even less I, actually i follow apple news on twitter mine is both not enough and too much somehow <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you mean and that's that that's kind of how i feel about it but it's occasionally now i'm getting notifications from apple news that are for apple news plus articles yes. although i don't have apple news plus and that's really crappy yeah, yeah. that sucks like, yeah and they shouldn't do that 
Yeah, I, um, don't, I so for I, some my, reason I'm not getting anything anymore, and I didn't change anything as far as I know, and I am not getting any Apple News notifications whatsoever. <laughs> so you have to do something weird. like the only notifications I usually get up until Apple started pushing its own stuff, where it's like creating its own like spotlight sections and what have you. The only things I got were notifications for the post, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. I think I probably like subscribed to it or or set up like somehow indicated my interest in it in the app mm-hmm. uh but i don't know how <laughs> i have no idea what i did um uh, which seems to be the apple news mo yeah, that's and that's part of the problem right i mean like i can't it's hard to get into something that you can't control yeah weird uh very strange but yeah the problem for me mainly is that like i get both apple news notifications and new york times notifications and usually if it's a big enough story about like i get both usually within about a minute or two of each other that's fun (laughs) you get the same story from two different sources it's like i just i just heard this it's like someone running up to you and be like did you hear (laughs) yes i i really there's a, a phenomenon on twitter and to a lesser extent in my newsreader that i wish that these services would include controls for, which is like, not everybody sees every tweet, which I get and mm. is healthy and good, especially now, but tweeting the same yeah. article over and over right. again, like <laughs> the same headline, uh, whether it's from one source or from multiple sources, I would love to say, I don't want to mute this right. topic, but I know the story. Right. Like if it's linking to this story again, I the got thing it. that drives me absolutely bonkers are people who, who don't get onto Twitter that often, which is good. That's very healthy for you. But then when you get into Twitter two days later, don't retweet yeah. a story that was two days old because someone has already retweeted it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like when you go to make a yeah. joke. Like, and you, you have to check and make sure how many people have made this joke before me and you realize everyone, and then you don't make the joke. You don't then also make the joke. That's not funny. (laughs) It's a little funny thinking about it, but no, it's not funny. Please don't do that. This has been a public service announcement. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to now tell you how to Twitter. Yeah. Well, just don't, just don't. What what you're supposed to be doing is smearing 75 year old protesters. Yeah. Those are your only options. Speaking of something else that I can't turn off, even though I have that person blocked, mm. it's like you can block a person, and yet if it's if they're famous enough, you will see their tweets no matter what happens because people will quote them in one way or another. Yeah, people are jerks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see that uh, Apple released a new beta, and it's re for the second time I think recently has renumbered. It was iOS 13.55, and it's now iOS 13.6, which will probably be released, I'm guessing, right around WWDC. I guess that's Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. That seems about right. Um, The only two things I've seen called out so far about being in there are the health app has a new symptom section where you can log, like, if you're experiencing certain symptoms and then just have, like, you know data about that um and there is a now a separate toggle for software updates to download or install so you can ha- now has options to both download automatically and install automatically but you can have them independent hmm. there you go fine that's all <laughs> yeah. i know hmm. literally wow. it. we reached the end then <laughs> <laughs> certainly for me lex i don't know about lex lex is he's playing games i'm fine okay I'm, oh, good. Yeah, back to back to running down his battery. 
I'm trying to see how low I can get the battery. I'm going to turn out to be wrong. I'm looking it's at eight at different <laughs> restaurants from 1997. It's, it's, it's still at 87%. So I was very uh-huh. wrong about the battery. I just feel like it runs down lower than I wanted to. But right now it's doing fine. So you admit you're full of shit. Finally. I do. <laughs> We've been trying to get you on that for 294 episodes. <laughs> Unless you guys have picks. Do you want to go another two hours? Or? <laughs> I don't have any picks, though. <laughs>